to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. <laughs> I'm singing again, my intro. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. Uh, I change everybody's voices. You make up a fake name. Just tell me your true story. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show or call my confessions hotline. That number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You can leave a confession there 24 seven. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show. Now, today, I have on Eric. <laughs> now, okay, I'm going through this whole interview. I'm airing this one because I'm very just curious about what people think about this. This guy had a lot of interesting things in his email when he sent it to me. You know, uh, he's fucked all kinds of women, very old women, very big women, you know, women who were very close to him, like an aunt who wasn't his blood relative, but an aunt, okay? You know, sisters and all this stuff. And it turns out he, you know, besides all those crazy stories, he also had like this humongous dick, like humongous, like one of those, you know, cocaine dick things that going on. I don't know. And he's like talking to me about all this stuff and... At some point, I ask him his age, and he tells me, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I need my listeners to tell me if I'm, like, crazy or if this guy doesn't sound like he's twice the age that he says he is. Or, like, can you not tell age? I don't know, because I don't know, okay? I don't know about this whole effing story. I don't know about his age. Like, he tries to tell me he's one age. I think he's a very different age. I want everyone to go to YouTube and comment and tell me what you think. This is Steve's story. Like I said, he's a guy with a big dick. He's got big dick problems, whereas a lot of women can't take it. A lot of women use him for sex. A lot of women just want to fucking see it like a science experiment. And then he has all these crazy stories about fucking all these people, like I said. And, you know, and then there's the the thing that I'm wondering is like, is all this really true? Is he really his age? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. So please comment on YouTube, sit back, relax, enjoy his story. I didn't really have to say much. I just sat there and listened. So you, no one's going to be complaining that I interrupt uh, on this one. Um, but tell me what you think. And if you're not on YouTube, that's the best place to go to comment on my, uh, you know, my, the, my, <laughs> my fucking episodes. That's where you go. That's where we talk about the episodes. That's what I love about YouTube. So if you're listening on a podcast app one day when you're on your computer or you have some time, go to YouTube. So if you're listening on a podcast app and you want to talk about this episode because you have some feelings about it, go there. I read all the comments. I love the conversations that go there. You On YouTube, my YouTube channel is Strictly Anonymous Podcast. So make sure to subscribe to that comment on this episode. I want to know what everyone else thinks about this one. Um, and so anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Eric. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Eric. 
Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Happy to be here. Good. I'm glad you're happy to be here. You're going to spill some interesting, <laughs> an interesting story, I feel like. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's a cautionary tale for guys who obsess about being small. <laughs> right. Well, why don't you start off your cautionary tale? Well, uh, I guess, you know, when I was 16, I was happy and stupid or stupid and happy like every other kid in my peer group. I didn't know that I was bigger than average. In fact, a lot bigger than average. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and I, to get it out of the way uh, right off the bat, the uh, size is two soda cans for length and width. Oh, my God. So uh, the width is the size of a soda can. Then you put one on top of another, and that's the length. That is correct. Well, actually, it's a little longer than that by maybe an eighth of an inch, but uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What am I going to title this? Eric has the biggest dick ever. I don't know. Anyway, go on. <laughs> no, no, no. Please don't do that. I've, <laughs> I've spent my life fighting that image. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Guys are so mad at you right now. Okay, go on. <laughs> well, no, it's actually caused me no end of problems of various kinds. Anyway, uh, so I'm 16 years old, and I had a buddy named Jake who was sort of from the, the other side of the tracks compared to me. But he was, a, he was a good guy, and he was a good friend of mine. Anyway, Jake had a, a bit of a 16th birthday party for me, and he, bought, he found a bottle of wine somewhere. And it turns out that uh, Jake's mother, sister, Aunt and cousin were all hookers. <laughs> oh my! God. Did he know, or did you guys find out? Uh, yeah, he, he knew, but he sort of kept it under his hat. Wow! Uh, it was a family yeah. business. <laughs> it, it was a family business. Yeah, oh my and, and God. you know they they lived well. They had nice cars. They lived in a decent place. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, nobody had any reason to look down their nose at them, and I certainly didn't. So one of the uh, attendees at this sort of makeshift birthday party for me was his cousin, Joni. So the long and the short of it was that my birthday present from Jake was to fuck Joni. So I did that. <laughs> but after I finished, Joni said, my God, kid, you're, you're going to have a lot of fun with that thing. <laughs> oh, my God. And listen, she was a professional. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she'd seen her more than her fair share of dicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, so funny. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I wasn't quite sure what she meant by that, but time went on, and, and I started dating girls from my peer group the way you would expect, and what I got was a lot of oh, my gods, and, you know, they'd take it out and they'd play with it, but they, they wouldn't fuck me. Yeah, mm-hmm, totally, I get it. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> looking at me saying, no, no, I'm going to stick that thing in me or even try. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, so I grew up sort of a, a bit of an ugly duckling in, in, in that respect. You know, I was a virgin until I was 17, other than, than for Joni. That was sort of a one-off. It didn't really count. Well, how does uh, that not count? Well, I, I'm kidding. Of course it counted, but uh, yeah, so how I didn't you get a, any how more. How were you a virgin? Oh, my God, I hope you're not making up the straight. How was you, you were a virgin until 17 if you fucked Joni at that party? Uh, well, yeah, but I, I still considered myself a virgin because I hadn't had any encounters with people from my own age group and my, my own peer jo- group. Okay, how old was Joni again? Joni was in her early 20s. Okay, and you were, like, super young. Okay, so anyway, so you lose your virginity at 17 because a lot of girls won't just put it in. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. 
so anyway, I, I stumbled around. I did a lot of jacking off and uh, <laughs> pretended that I was one of the boys when uh, when I wasn't. But, you know, luckily for me, I was a good athlete. I was academically very good. So I didn't have a hard time in high school, but I just wish I could have uh, gotten with it the, the same way that my buddies did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the word got out. The, the, the problem is that the word got out and, and, and people started mistreating me. Like, they'd come up and they, they'd say, can I see your dick? And, like, girls would do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'd say to them, you know, if I said that to you, I'd be in jail. Right. Yeah. And, you know, some of them would try to grab it and, and, and whatever. That's just out of bounds as far as I'm concerned. You know, you don't do stuff like that. At the time and ever since, I've always been dedicated to, I'm, I'm open-minded, you know, whatever you want to do, but it has to be consensual. Yes. And, and there was no lack of consent or even discussion of, uh, of anything like that. So I really took a dim view of it. And uh, it, it got to the point where, where I retaliated by saying, if you want to see mine, you got to show me yours. And, uh, of course, uh, none of the girls were ready to drop trow and show me some pink. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anyway, I wound up on a lot of dates, you know, fingering the girl or, or whatever and doing everything but fucking her. And, and that was kind of frustrating. So anyway, I had a conversation with the big brother or one of my buddies, and I told him what the, basically what the problem was. And <laughs> he, sort of, he was quiet for a few minutes. He says, you know, the problem is you're fishing in the wrong pond. He says, what you need to do is, is be going after ladies that have more experience, mm-hmm. you know, older ladies. And he says, you probably find that a fair number of them are interested. So that's what I did. And I, I got a summer job at a brewery when I was in high school. And there was a woman that worked in the brewery. I, I, I worked mostly on, on repacks, which is beer, beer bottles that have been crushed on the line somewhere. Some of them in the case have been crushed and others are good. So you wash the good ones off and put them in the employee cooler to drink because they want the bottles back. Anyway, I, I worked with a lady there who had a reputation for enjoying uh, taking people down to the back of the warehouse and jacking them off. I guess she liked to play with dicks, I, I, I would imagine. Anyway, struck up an acquaintance with this lady and I, I sort of hinted at my problem and she said, well, I got to see this. <laughs> so down to the back of the warehouse we go and I take it out and she's going, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, can you undo your fly so I can get in there with my hand and maybe both of us can play? Well, she wouldn't do that at first, but eventually I told her, well, I'm not interested in just being jacked off. I, I, I got to feel some pussy too. So uh, she allowed that, and eventually I put her on one of the skids and bent her over and, and, and tried to fuck her, but it was, it was hurting her. So I relented and, and we went back to work. But the word got out, I guess. You know, the word always seems to get out. I don't know what the hell that is, is all about. I mean, you that's think that's not so... That, that is yeah. girls talk. <laughs> they talk to each other. We're blabbermouths. We really are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, the next summer I get a job in the brewery, but by now I'm through high school, so uh, they put me in the accounting department. And there's a, a, a woman there who's the head cost accountant for the brewery, and I'm working with her. Mm-hmm. And she, she's sort of the kind of lady that I find attractive, which is a bit chubby and uh, big ass. 
I try to insinuate myself in her good books, and it turns out that it's not that hard. I mean, to insinuate myself. Inside of about a month, uh, we're we're going out for the lunches and and dinners and, and shows and whatnot, and I wind up at her place, and we're fucking. And she's handling me just fine. So she she's ready to go at the drop of a hat. I can put her up on the couch and uh, spread her legs and, and give her some anytime I need to, uh, which was a novel experience for me. Anyway, this goes on, and I, I go off to university. And uh, while I'm at university, I have... Uh, an Uncle Jack and an Auntie Kay. Uncle Jack up and dies and leaves Auntie Kay. Now, Auntie Kay is a relative of mine by marriage. Uncle Jack is actually my mother's brother. And he died kind of young, and he, he, Auntie Kay was also a fair bit younger than he was. So uh, Uncle Jack was in his late 50s when he died, and Auntie Kay was in her mid-40s. Anyway, I'd always been good friends with Auntie Kay. And I was concerned that, you know, she had been the widow at a young age and maybe things weren't going well. So I started to hang out over there with my mother's blessing and consent and all that. You know, we used to do things. We used to cook together and make meals and uh, go out to this and that and the other. And I had a motorcycle at that time. So she liked to go for motorcycle rides. We did that. And it was all in all just a social thing. And I, I think she appreciated having somebody around rather than rattling around in that big house by herself. So I, I spent uh, maybe a month and a half there. And I realized that uh, Auntie Kay was also uh, a lady that I found very attractive. And I'd never sort of gone down that road while, while Uncle Jack was alive, you know, family member and all. <laughs> I'm not from Arkansas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I used to take her out on the motorcycle and I guess the vibration got her or something. We started hugging and, and kissing and whatnot, and one thing led to another. And next thing you know, uh, I've got Auntie Kay sitting on an upholstered armchair with her legs over the arms, and I'm eating lunch, <laughs> so, so to speak, which she very much enjoyed. It's also something I love doing, so uh, it doesn't take much. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Anyway, so uh, one time I said, let's let's go to the bedroom and do this on the bed. It's uh, more comfortable. My neck's getting a crick in it. Uh, so we're on the bed, and she's sitting on, on, on my face, and all of a sudden she hops up and uh, uh, starts riding my dick, and lo and behold, in two strokes, it's, it's disappeared. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. I'm sort of taken aback. Anyway, we developed a, a very close relationship that way, I guess, until I went off to university. 
and uh, I, I was in engineering and uh, worked for a while as, a, as an engineer. Anyway, uh, I went off to university, and when I came back for the summer or for holidays, I would always make a point to see Auntie Kay and uh, have a little role in the sack, and uh, things were, were good. So I finished university and went to, to work at a, a company, a tech company, as an engineer. And there was a, a lady there, a 40-ish lady that took a shine to, and she took a shine to me. So we started uh, dating. And uh, anyway, I, I dated her for about six months. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, she says, you know, I have two sisters that uh, uh, would be interested in getting it on with you. And I, I almost swallowed my bubble gum. I'd never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a a very strange arrangement, not something that I certainly expected. Or so I said, "What do you mean?" She says, "Well, you know, uh, obviously, she says you've got a big appetite for sex, and she says uh, you're wearing me out." So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 sisters would be happy to accommodate you. So I was like what, 21 at the time. Um, I got out of high school a bit early and whatever. And anyway, she had two sisters, one younger and one older. Took up with the sisters too. So we uh, we bumped along just fine. But you know, I, I was still sort of banging around me with, with with my old high school friends and some of their moms were coming on to me and I'm thinking what the hell you know how, uh, how does this uh, the word get around I mean they, you know they're specifically looking for a big dick it wasn't just uh, they needed to get laid anyway I had more ass than I, I could I could cope with almost mm-hmm. <laughs> right at that point yeah which was a a, a great novelty to me <laughs> but did the sister? I mean, so all the, the sister just passed you on to all her sisters? Well, she she introduced me, and, and and she didn't really pass me on. It was up to me whether this was something I wanted to do. But they were all, in according to my criteria of the day, they were all fuckable. So uh, why not? All right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So anyway, uh, I I could go. They all lived together in a in a big house that their father had left them and. One of them was widowed, and two of them were divorced, so they had been married at various points, but uh, now they were living together in this big house. And it turns out that there was a fourth sister that lived and worked in another city. So I'm I'm banging these three sisters. I go over there and, uh, uh, you know, have the pick of the litter on any given day. Well, that's not entirely true. They had some choice, too, but whoever felt like it on on, on that occasion would... uh, be the one I wound up with. So this goes on for about two years. And uh, finally, the sisters say, you know, we've got to talk. And, and I figured out, oh, okay, they're going to show me the door. They've, uh, they've changed their mind or whatever. Something has happened. They say to me, well, you know, you're a young guy. We know that eventually uh, you're going you're gonna to want a girlfriend and you're going to want to have uh, kids and, you know, have a, a a steady relationship, and I, I never said anything like that to them. But they, I guess they assumed that's what I wanted. And they said, we have a, a younger sister who's 32. Uh, she wants to have a baby. And uh, we're wondering whether you'd be interested in locking her up and we'd all raise the kid together. She, you know, they said, you don't have to get married. No, we don't care about that. But uh, she wants to get knocked up, and she has nobody uh, that she knows that uh, she would consider for the job. 
<laughs> and we'll introduce you. And if things go well, uh, you could be a daddy. And I'm thinking, uh uh-uh, there's, there's something badly wrong with this. You know, they're willing to throw an infant into the mix with a very unusual and strange parenting situation that uh, uh, the infant has no choice over. And I, I don't want any piece of that. So I walked, I did without for a while, but, uh, uh, you know, there's still there were a lot of mommies and, and, and whatnot among my old peer group from high school that uh, were interested in getting some dick. And, they, you know, uh, they, they do the can I see it thing with me, and I say, well, show me yours and I'll show you mine, and quite often they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so things progressed. Anyway, while I was going to university, I also had a little encounter with a nun. I mean, I wasn't doing all that well uh, with the university girls either. You know, everything went fine until it came time to to get busy. And then, uh, oh, well, (laughs) I went to to the university at a counseling service. And I figured maybe they can, uh, you know, help me out with this. Maybe they have some advice, something that I haven't considered. What were you thinking was the problem? I mean, you sound like, you know, you had, like, the pick of the litter across the board. I mean, people are throwing themselves at you. Like, what were you going to counseling for? Like, what were you going through? I I just wanted a, a normal relationship with a, a girl who was my age that, that could have developed into something that had a future. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, a piece of ass is all fine and good, but it's, it's not, uh, it wasn't my final destination. So you felt like you were being used by most girls? Is that what it is? Like you're like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That 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 was certainly an element in it, you know. And, and they, they, the liberties that they took with uh, show me that dick, you know, and grabbing me and, and whatever. That to be honest, is is quite annoying. I think as a result, I have an appreciation for what some women go through if they're in among ass grabbers and, and things like that, you know, right. gropers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. now you're in college and you're going to see counseling because your fit dick is too big. Yeah. yeah. So I go for my first counseling appointment, and who's the counselor but a nun? <laughs> really? Was it a Catholic? Like, was it a Christian school or something? No, no, no. It was, they, 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 they tried to keep an elect, eclectic group of, of counselors because uh, I guess they felt the diversity of, uh, of students uh, required such a thing okay so they had yeah people of all religions as far as i know they never made any particular effort to match you up by religion or ethnic background or anything like that but uh anyway i I walk in there and i'm sitting in the chair and the counselor walks in and lo and behold it's a nun and i'm thinking to myself (laughs) this is really weird how the hell am i gonna tell a nun about this (laughs) But I figured, well, that's fine. You know, the door's not locked. If she doesn't want to hear it, she can stand up and walk out and send something else in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the time, I, I was almost laughing out loud. So anyway, I sort of eased into the subject, and she said, okay, well. And, and you know, she told me basically the same advice that my uh, buddy's big brother had. You know, if you're, you're fishing in the wrong pond, then you, you should try to find a sexual partner among women who are more experienced. That's what the and, nun um, told you? Oh, God, come on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, there were, there were some uh, disclaimers, you know. She said that you got to understand that uh, uh, given my, my profession as a nun, uh, that uh, 
I really have little practical experience with this. And, uh, you know, I had the same upbringing you did, but since the age of 18, I've been in a convent and out uh, working at various jobs, having taken a vow of celibacy. So uh, if, if you like, you know, I can, I can get you another counselor. And I figured not. I, you know, she seemed to be a reasonable person. I could talk to her. But one time when uh, I'd had about two or three sessions, maybe, uh, uh, I noticed that when she stood up, there was a wet spot on the back of her dress. Uh, and I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, either the dear lady's pissed herself or it's something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I sort of maneuvered myself to where I, where I was closer to her in the next session. And I put my hand on her leg, and she put her hand on my crotch. And uh, I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is some nun. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, she winds up jacking me off. I put my hand up her skirt and fingered her, and I got her off two or three times uh, with my fingers. Next uh, next session, she uh, she canceled and uh, rebooked. And when she, when, when she rebooked, I had a different counselor. Oh, really? She she dropped out. Yeah, she bailed. I guess things took a, what for her was a nasty turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the other counselor gave me the advice that I'd already gotten, so I figured there's not much uh, point in spending more time at this, so I dropped out of, uh, of counseling and uh, pursued my dreams uh off campus, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd go to bars and I'd uh, pick up uh, some of the more married ladies. I, you know, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like to, you know, get in the middle of a, of a failed marriage uh, and, and contribute to anybody's uh, uh, disappointment or anger or, or anything like that. So if, if the girl presented herself as married off the bat, then uh, I'd, I'd sort of pass. But uh, sometimes they take the wedding ring off, and I didn't notice the dent in their finger, so things would proceed. Anyway, so uh, one time I'm banging one of these uh, married ladies, and after I'm done banging her, I, I get her maybe three or four times. She says, uh, you know, my husband would like to come and watch this. And I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> He's going to start throwing chairs at me or whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure about this uh, watching thing, but, you know, I had no, no profound objection. So uh, I asked her to explain. She said, well, my, my husband, is, it's called cuckolding, and my husband gets off on watching me fuck someone else, and he, he wants to be dominated by the, the, the guy I'm fucking, and, and the guy I'm fucking has to dominate me too. And I figured, yeah, I can certainly do that. That uh, plays into, I guess, what is basically my character anyway. So uh, anyway, I, uh, we arranged to uh, to meet her husband at a at a, a restaurant. We had uh, lunch together and had a nice chat. And, you know, he seemed to be a fairly regular, normal guy. He assured me that uh, he was down with this and, uh, you know, that all would be well if we uh, went ahead. So I figured, what the hell, yeah. So I got a lot more dominant with the woman, and I told the husband that uh, uh, he was not allowed to to fuck her. I was the only one who could fuck her. He could come, but uh, not inside her. He had to come in in, in a towel or a, a tissue or something, and he had to clean her up when I was done with her, which was, was kind of 
academic because I used a condom. So uh, anyway, this went on for for some time, uh, maybe a year and a half. I got transferred in my job to uh, another city, so I had to leave. So I lost touch with these people. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, what your listeners want to hear about. So uh, I'm just uh, giving a freeform uh, synopsis of my experience isn't really that organized. Yeah, I don't have to say one fucking word here. You go on. <laughs> you, you keep, keep going. Well, I'm glad I'm providing you with an easy day. <laughs> totally. I'm just drinking my early morning coffee since we're because we're doing it in the morning. <laughs> so go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, there there isn't really a lot more to tell. What about all those big women, the older women? You had a lot more stories in your email. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I can tell you about big woman. She was. Let me uh, about ask you a 400. quick question, though. Okay, first before okay. you get into your stories, did you ever get married? Did you ever have a long-term relationship? Nope. Never. Never. Okay. The longest relationship I had was uh, maybe a year and a half. I guess that qualifies as long-term. But the woman, we weren't boyfriend girlfriend. We were fuck buddies. Right, but it was the same woman. Because besides that woman, yeah. everybody else was like one-offs. Uh, no, it would last, you know, for a couple of months. Right. In, in some cases, a couple of weeks. It wasn't one-off. I mean, I, you know, finding a woman that was uh, comfortable with me was hard enough without build up a roster. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, so you never wound up though getting married or having a long-term relationship, like a romantic relationship. Have you ever been in love? Oh hell yeah, I was in love with my auntie Kay. Oh really? And I, yeah, I'm quite serious. I mean, if uh, uh, she died young, eventually, uh, I, I think she was 51 when she died. Mm-hmm. But I, I would have, you know, once I graduated and gotten a job, I would have gone back there and claimed her. Mm-hmm. She was just just a, a wonderful person. I mean. It, Anything you could want or anything I could want in a woman, she had. Right, but besides somebody that is familial and that you couldn't really marry, I mean, was there anybody else that was... Well, I could have married her. We weren't blood relatives. Oh, you weren't? She was a widow. Right, okay, right, right. But, I mean, wouldn't it have been pretty... she was a widow. Okay, but wouldn't your, like, would she cop to that in front of your whole family? I mean, it would be scandalous. It doesn't matter that... I understand what you're saying. You're not blood-related, so it's not like incest. Yeah. But... Your whole yeah. family knows this is like your aunt, you know. Uh, maybe yeah. it wouldn't be such an easy kind of thing. What, what I'm getting we, at we here is that, like, maybe were... you had like some sort of commitment issues that you never really hung your hat anywhere, and like the only person out of all these women that you had, it sounds like you've had a lot, and you're going to tell me some more. You know, and you were like, when you were younger, you were trying to go to counseling because you just wanted to find a relationship. But the fact that you never did, like, maybe you had some sort of commitment issue that you weren't really looking. Or you weren't really emotionally available for somebody. Well, uh, I mean, I admit to to looking for in in a group of women that were not my age peers. Yeah. Yeah, you had that That's too. True. I'm just saying, you know, mostly all everywhere you look or where you're really hanging your hat are people that you really couldn't date because of one reason or another. Whether it's your aunt, whether she, right. it's an 87 year old, whether it's uh, you know a, a, a hooker, a sister, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, please, know, 80, 82, not 87. Oh, okay, 82, 87. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get to yeah. that. Well, I, uh, yeah, I've, I've, let's put it this way. I've never missed uh, having a, a long-term relationship until 
probably until I was 30. Right, but you did say in college you went to, like, seek counseling because you wanted a real relationship, but you couldn't find one. Wasn't that going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I pretty, well, I could find a relationship. It was the sex that was the problem. Right. And there's no good relationship without that, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm assuming you're a lot older than college aid right now, so it's hard to go back to remember. I'm 38 I'm now, yeah. Oh, you're only 38? You sound like you're 68. Well, welcome to allergies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change your voice, but Eric, you sound like you're 68 years old. You're 38? Yeah. Okay. So let's keep going. I mean, for a 38-year-old, I'm thinking like we're, you know, talking about someone's whole lifespan and you can't remember back to when you're in college. So, okay, I'm a little bit more confused now that you're so young. So you're only 38, so you could totally find a relationship, but at this point, yet you haven't. Let's go back and start talking about more of these stories that you have. I don't know which story you want to hear. I mean, I... You have a lot uh, more, the 82-year-old, the BBW, yeah. BBW, like you've had a lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, anyway, I, I uh, met this lady who, uh, she, her father left her a chain of jewelry store. She was actually a, a watchmaker by trade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she weighed uh, well over 450 pounds. I, I never actually weighed her, but uh, anyway, big girl, uh, tall, too. I think she was 5'11". And the, the deal I had with her and uh, most of my other long-term connections or, or associations or whatever you want to call them was that she wanted to be done bareback. Mm-hmm. So before we did that, both of us had to take the tests and, and prove to each other that we weren't going to kill each other, which to me is, is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Uh, so we did that, and both of us were clean. So the agreement was that, uh, you know, she was free to fuck anybody she wanted, but uh, if she fucked somebody else, she had to tell me, and I would go back to using a condom just as a, a safety measure. Well, I, I was quite assertive with her. That That's what she needed. You know, she needed to be brought under control and, uh, and, and done that way. So I was happy to do that. But one time I caught her out, she had uh, run into a, an old boyfriend of hers and uh, fucked him and, and didn't tell me. And fortunately, I found out by other means. So, you know, I met up with her and I said, uh, is it true that uh, that you fucked so-and-so to your old boyfriend? She says, yeah. And I said, okay, and when are you going to tell me this? Well, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. And I said, yeah, uh, <laughs> my life is at stake and you forgot? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is this? So anyway, uh, I, I brought my own condoms. I always do. The drugstore ones don't fit. <laughs> I put on a condom and I said, okay, we're, we're going to have a little session here. I fucked her hard for about an hour until she was sore. And I turned her over and fucked her in the ass for another half hour until she was <laughs> whimpering and, 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 and whatnot. And, uh, uh, then I, uh, I took the condom off and I uh, shot a load in her face and I put my pants on and I left. A few hours later, I called her up and I said, you know, I'm not going to be with a woman that jeopardizes my my health or my life. So (laughs) I got very emotional about it. You know, I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to you. I'll never do this again. You know, all the usual crap. And I said, no, no, I'm I'm just not going to take the risk. It's not worth it. So that was the end of that. The 82-year-old, I was involved uh, with a community program to assist seniors. 
uh, who lived, still lived at home. And I was assigned this lady, and what I would do is I'd take her out shopping, grocery shopping, and and whatever, and you know, and I'd uh, schlep the bags into into the house for her and help her put stuff away and 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 all that stuff. Uh, anyway, she started inviting me to have tea with her after we'd gone out and done one of these errands, and uh, that was part of the, the the job. You know, you had to socialize with them a little bit to make sure. Mm-hmm. make sure that they are in social contact and all that. So uh, we're sitting around and she says, yeah, you know, she says, uh, uh, you're a good looking young guy. Uh, she says, uh, I used to be quite promiscuous. <laughs> I almost swallowed my bubble. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's telling me how, how promiscuous she was and, she says, yeah, basically for a, for a couple of years, she says, until I got married, I was a cock slut. She says, after I got married, I didn't cheat on my husband, but uh, before I got married, I got around a, a fair bit. And she puts her hand on my fly, and I didn't do anything, so she takes my dick out, and she's going, oh, my God, this is I've never seen one this big. I said, yeah, well, it's been a lifelong problem. Uh, she says, well, she says, if you want, she says, I can make you come. And I said, how are you going to do that? So she uh, uh, gives me a hand job, and I'm, I'm getting hard. So uh, tell her, pull up your skirt, and let's see the puss. So she does. <laughs> Drops her her granny panties, and uh, she's sitting in the chair with her legs up and, and, and spread open, and I'm fingering her. And uh, she's not getting very wet, so uh, I asked her if she had any lube around. She said, yeah, it's in the bedroom drawer there uh, so I went and got the lube and I lubed her up and uh, gave her a good fingering and uh, played her clip until she sort of came anyway that was uh, that was the end of that at that point I uh, I put a, a request in with the organization to be transferred to another client because uh, I didn't think that you know this was a sustainable situation anyway um, that's uh, the, the the type of uh, experience that I've had. Now, where are you at now as a 38-year-old man? Who are you with now? What are you looking for? What kind of, you know, what's going on? Where, where, where I'm at now is that I'm, uh, I'm in my career. I'm doing very well. I'm uh, an executive with a mid-sized tech company, you know, mid-seven figures, income from investments and salary and whatnot, so I live well. Any fuck buddies? Any relationships? Uh, Are you looking for something? Do you feel like you, you know, do you still uh, feel like you have the same issues? Pretty much the same issues. You know, I'm, uh, I don't want my dick to be the, the, the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, it winds up that way. So, uh, I mean, there are women that can, can get past it, but there's more to, to forming a relationship than finding a woman who can get over it. And I haven't found anybody like that. Not that I've spent a lot of effort looking, but if uh, what about I'll kids? take whatever. Do you think you ever want any kids? The window of opportunity for that is closing. I, mean, I don't think a, a teenager needs a, a 50-year-old dad. Right, but, um, you know. Yeah. So you think you're too old at 38 to have a kid? You could have a kid at 58. 
Yeah, I could, but I have to think about the kid too. You know, I'm mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm not the sort of guy that knocks a woman up and then walks away saying that's not my problem. I uh, uh, take responsibility for for what yeah, I no, do. No, no, I'm just asking you, like, what do you see for your future, or where would you like to be in ten years? Well, ideally, in a stable relationship, mm-hmm. possibly married mm-hmm. to a, a, an intelligent, accomplished woman with a big ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Like no, there's nothing I wrong like with that. I ass. think it's great that women know mm-hmm. that there's a lot of guys out there like girls with big asses, you know? Like, yeah, well, well there, there are. Like, oh, my God, I got to be so skinny for a guy to like me. It's like not true. You know, a lot, a lot of my buddies, I, I used to date bigger ladies. Yeah. And a lot of my buddies would ask me what it's like to go with a bigger woman. I'd say, well, why don't you take one out and find out? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so uh, there are a lot of guys that are interested, but they're afraid of what their mother or their buddies might say. You know, and they, they're 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 chicken shits. And uh, what's that saying? Pink heart near one fair lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that applies in 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 this situation, I think. And uh, anybody who doesn't have the stones to uh, try something that they're interested in doesn't deserve to find out what it's like. Anyway, uh, I don't know how I got onto that topic, but because I asked you, where do you see yourself in ten years? You know, you're looking to see if right, maybe right. you be in a relationship. Yeah, uh, that's eminently possible. And if the lady is interested and willing and able, we might even have a kid or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we'd be a fairly normal family. I'd do my best for the kids. I'd uh, I'd be true to my wife. I'd expect her to be loyal to me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no interest in in swinging or or any of the stuff that uh, uh, a lot of your interviewees uh, are, are into. I guess I'm fairly vanilla that way. I was mm-hmm. being a bit dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's really my only kink. But uh, do you think that one you know, of your kinks uh, is that you like way older women too? Maybe. Well, I've grown to like older women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I was in high school, I always my my attention was on my age peers. Mm-hmm. But as as time went on, I I guess uh, older women and and you know I like the unusual. Like I'll try anything once, sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what the deal was with the eighty two year old. I mean, there, there there was a, another thing that I didn't mention in my summary. And that one time I went to this uh, social event, and there was a lady there who was seventy one. And she was somebody that I I knew through a friend. I mean, I knew her name, and I uh, I knew not much else about her. And so we're standing around with our watercress sandwiches and and tea and whatnot. And uh, one of this girl's uh, woman's name was Shirley. One of Shirley's friends uh, asked Shirley, "Well, uh, you know, since your husband died, her husband died about a year before that. Since your husband died, are you adjusting to to being alone?" And uh, without missing a beat, Shirley says, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm adjusting fine. She says, but I miss the hell out of the sex. Mm-hmm. This one, a 71-year-old, not what you'd expect. Right. Anyway, so I figured, well, you know, uh, I might have a little fun here. So I, I get one of my business cards, and I, I write my, my cell phone number on the back, and I hand it to her. I said, Shirley, I, I heard uh, what you're missing since you, you lost your husband. We may be able to take care of that. Give me a call. And I handed her the card, and she put it in her purse. And I, I honestly thought I'd never hear from her. You know, she 
probably thought that I was just an obnoxious young punk and trying to make fun of her. And uh -uh, next day, my phone's ringing. <laughs> so I invite her over and we have a cup of coffee. And, uh, you know, she tells me that she and her husband, until he passed, had a, a very active sex life and she misses it. And I said, fine. So uh, uh, drop your pants. <laughs> so she stands up and drops her pants. So I start playing with her and I, I, I get her wound up. I fucked her uh, actually about three times. You know, she was uh, very intrigued by that, uh, waddling a little bit when she left, but that's okay. Uh, she'll get over it. And uh, we had maybe five or six more sessions before uh, she got herself a full-time boyfriend. <laughs> wow. And she could take it, yes. that big dick of yours. Yeah, yeah, she could take it. Wow. How many women have you come across like that couldn't? Well, in percentage terms, probably thirty to forty percent was like uh, no either way, couldn't I or or, or, or wouldn't try. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, some of them probably could have, but they weren't willing to try. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if that changes with with age or or changes with having had a couple of children or changes right. with having. Uh, uh, a lot of sex or, or whatnot, I guess you'd have to ask a doctor about that. But, uh, you know, I just got tired of wasting my time and uh, swinging at bad pitches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So where yeah. are you at right now? Do you have anybody that you're currently sleeping with? Yes. Who is that? Well, she's a lady that is about 44. Mm -hmm. I met her in a bar. As far as I can tell, she's single. Mm -hmm. She is... Uh, an interior designer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, her apartment's very nice, and she's telling me I should do my house again, but I just had it done about five years ago, so I'm not ready. You know, she's pretty versatile in bed, likes a, a wide variety of things. I think if I suggested it, she'd probably be open to swing or, you know, any, anything else that was halfway reasonable. But, uh, yeah, we get along. I mean, you know, we go out and do things together. We travel together occasionally. She's not just a, just a sex partner, but uh, you know, uh, I got to say, the love isn't there. Really, and I don't think she feels that way about me either. Right, but uh, it's someone like good for now until maybe you find somebody else. Uh, these sorts of things, I, I guess, with me, they have a way of petering out, probably because I'm not showing interest in the in what they call the next level of, mm -hmm. of relationship and i guess that's on me right right yeah you listen you're still young you have time you know yeah even if you want kids no ship has sailed on that i know you said at one point you said in this conversation the ship has sailed you're too old and then another time you said maybe in 10 years my future looks like i'd have some kids a wife so you know Maybe you still don't know yeah. what you want. That's okay. Your sperm, you could, as a man, you could have a baby at any time. So it's not like your clock is ticking. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube 
as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.